listening to The Real Kathy Lee. She's lit! Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom fashions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Okay, so the last episode, if you didn't listen, stop right now and go back and listen to that episode because Christy Montez, who is a, oh my gosh, I introduced her last time as just for my besties, but she's so much more than that. I shared that she's a naturopath, she's a mom of four, she's probably one of the brightest chicks on the planet, not to mention the cutest. I mean, you should see her sitting next to me. She's hotness wrapped up in a beautiful mind and soul and spirit so we talked the last episode about from last to first like as moms how we often put ourselves last and how important it is to switch that thinking and how christy and i both went through kind of this awakening you know saying okay enough of this we need to figure out who we are and god made us and how do we get um how do we care for ourselves so we we mentioned some things at the last episode of how to do that how to you know, get by yourself, how to journal, how to set some goals. And those are good things to get you started. But then I realized, oh my goodness, we have a whole another episode. We really need to give some specifics. We really need to help women and men. Hey, if you're a guy listening to this, you can benefit from this too. Don't think this is just for women. But we all need to take care of ourselves. And I don't just mean, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We really need to do it in every area to be well-rounded. It's funny, as a child development specialist, I always talk about growing the whole child and developing the whole child socially, emotionally, physically, and cognitively. And really, that doesn't change. As adults, we really still need to focus on those areas. So I thought, okay, I can't let Christy go. We've got to have her back. We've got to talk some specifics because this woman is a wealth of knowledge. I kid you not. In fact, she just shared with me kind of what pushed her to become a naturopath. And I'm going to make her tell you because not about me, but it's hilarious. She was meant to do this. And that's a, that's a different episode too. You know, knowing what you're meant to do. I hope that you will take some time and figure out what am I meant to do on this earth? Why I'm here? What am I meant to do? Christy was meant to do this. Christy, tell me about how you ended up here as a naturopath. Um, well, I had studied under a classical homeopath when my oldest was little because she was so sick, and I needed to rebuild her immune system. So from there, I started studying. I really, to be honest with you, was not much into the natural before. I wanted to be, but I didn't really know anything. And to be honest with you, I love junk food. <laughs> so I really didn't want to make the transition, but I had to make the transition because my oldest was so sick. So for years I did that. When I moved to Georgia, um, I started sharing with people, oh, you can use this homeopathic or you can use this herb or whatever. And so one day, um, Kathy said to me, you should just go become a naturopathic doctor because I'm, you know, before I go to the naturopathic doctor with my kids, I'm calling you. You're telling me what to give them. I go to the naturopath and I spend $400 and I give them the exact same thing that you just said. So true. (laughs) So she said, you should do it. And I remember thinking to myself, and this was part of my journey, but I remember thinking to myself, oh my lands, how would I do that? And what would I charge people? And how could I charge people? And you know, do I really have any, well, any knowledge to share with people? And what does that look like? And it took someone, you know, helping me to heal in ways that I needed to heal spiritually and emotionally. And, um, and with that, it made me heal physically. Um, 
And so anyways, Kathy was the one that really pushed me to go do it. I went back to school and got my ND and now I have a practice and I have lots of people dealing with lots of different issues and yeah, it's great. So, so when people come see you, I, I just know myself, I'm always like, my tummy hurts or, you know, I'm gaining weight or I just am tired all the time. And so you always break it down, right? We yes. look at different areas. It's just not one thing. And I'm always amazed when I leave your office. Um, but let's talk about some of those areas and even how we as moms have changed. Yes. Let's talk food. Okay. Food. <laughs> I'm going to giggle because we have known each other a long time and we have gone through this journey together as moms. Yes. But oh my, I remember the time, Chrissy, I only shopped at Whole Foods. And yep. if I couldn't buy it at Whole Foods, it was not good enough to go in my kids' mouths. Yeah, you, you were some. I would load my kids up in the car. We would school in the car and I would go to three and four different stores yep. for my groceries. Yep. Who has that kind of time? It was unbelievable. And I remember being, I have to tell you, my goal at first when I discovered my kids had sensitivities and, you know, we had to be corn-free and dairy-free and gluten-free, I mean, all these things. So they'd go to birthday parties and they would be the poor little kid in the corner eating their snacks that their mama brought while everybody else was having good birthday cake, right? Yes, that's right. (laughs) Yes, and I do have one that's celiac, so we really can't deviate from her diet. She cannot do gluten because she projectile vomits, which makes birthday parties not very fun. So, so we do, we do, we are pretty strict on the gluten for her. Um, but yes, I used to bring my kids their own food. Um, and I realized really quick going to the teenage years that, you know, we were going to do the best we can to eat healthy at home and and make wise choices. But when we're out, I am not going to die on a hill for food. That was just my choice. Um, I just thought that that wasn't going to work for my kids. Yeah, and I think it's different Pre- against preferences. Yes. Again, I'm a girl who can't have gluten either. Right. If I get it, I'm right there with Maddie. I'm puking and sick, and right. so I get that. But I also know there were times where I just didn't want my kids to have dyes, and, and I went over the top. At first, it really did start with me trying to right. make sure they were healthy. I have to say by the end, it was a little bit prideful there yes, for a while. Yes, it was for me too, and I think yeah. also it became um, sort of a there again, when you don't take the time to really know who God created you to be and to love yourself for the way God created you to be, you end up finding other things to make yourself feel valuable. And uh, food can be one of those. It becomes an idol in our life. And I, and the Lord is serious about idols. He does not want us. You don't have to have a statue to have an idol. That's so true. Okay, so if someone comes to you how do how do you recommend they handle food for themselves for their family what is really what is the right thing to do because i think we're all out there we want to do the right. best do we have to give them organic do we have to give them grain free i mean what really should a person do to take care of themselves when it comes to food right well i think um you know if we can keep the food as close to the way god made it that's the best plan because then you're not getting all the additives and the toxins and the artificial sweeteners and artificial flavors because we do know long term that that does affect the health it does affect the brain chemistry it does affect the body but um i do think that there are times when we need to be free enough that we can deviate for the sake of another Um, Now, with that said, I think that if your health issues are serious and if you really are at a place where you cannot deviate because you're dealing with a serious illness, then for a season, you need to be strict on it. I think that that's 
we need to, to, to do. And definitely if it's an allergy for sure, you know, or a sensitivity or it creates stress for the body is really what, how we, what we say. But, um, if it does, then I think that in that case, then yeah, for a season you need to do that. But, um, I think when we are just wanting to do what's best for our kids, there are times when we need to be a little bit more grace filled in that area. Definitely when you can eat healthy, but um, unless it's a serious food issue, I think that there are times when you can deviate. I think mostly healthy, but don't so make it an idol. So kind of that 80-20 yes. is kind of Don't make it an idol right. to where you cannot deviate. Don't be so rigid. And especially I have girls. So I kind of decided for myself that um, I didn't want them sneaking around with their food or leaving my home and feeling like they needed to go hog wild on every piece of junk food they could find. And I also... My personal choice was I decided in the long run that I love good, healthy food. We eat good, healthy food at home. We try and make wise choices when we go out, but there are times we don't. My kids don't eat healthy all the time at all. I, I You know, they just, they don't all the time. I have, you know, I'm going to have two in college and they have made choices for themselves, but I was not going to die on a hill for food anymore because I wanted them to be well-rounded. I wanted them to be able to be grateful if someone was going to give them food that may be deviated from their diet. Well, and I do think it kind of balances out. I think they might for a season try and like our kids yes. in college, they're like, oh my gosh, I can eat ramen noodles now or right. whatever. But um, we do know eventually your body does kind of reject and it say, does. hey, you're not loving this and this doesn't feel right. And hopefully we've trained them so that they can recognize how that feels and they'll they'll balance it they back will. out. But, they will. But I think we can go too far. I think that there were times in my early parenting that I went too far. I, I was, you know... I was probably a hot mess to deal with as a hostess, and I hate that people had me over. They probably, yeah. Again, those of us who have celiac, I get it, and people are so gracious that have me in their home to deal with my gluten. But there are other things that are preferences, right? And I think that's knowing the difference. Um, Okay, so food. I think that's wise. I think this is going to be a touchy subject we're about to delve into, but I think we have to do it. I think if I'm going to say we're going to get real on this podcast, Chrissy. Probably one of the biggest things we have to talk about is emotional health Mm -hmm. and how it affects physical health and how if we're truly going to take care of ourselves, we are going to have to do a little bit of uh, self-check on our emotional health and see where we are. Where do you recommend somebody starts with that? Um, I think that it's one of those things that I don't necessarily, unless, unless you are very astute, in yourself, which I don't, I think everybody needs somebody, whether it's a good friend or a therapist or a pastor to kind of help you walk through your issues. Because I think that what I see in my practice is people come in and they sometimes are aware of their emotional issues. You know, it could be family of origin stuff. It could be you know, things that they've picked up along the way due to, you know, being made fun of as a kid or you know, a harsh parent or other kids. It can be anything. Or trauma. Trauma, right. Childhood trauma. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and and I think what it's important to remember, too, is everyone's trauma comes from different things. I see that some people have huge traumas, and then other people would have what a person with huge traumas would view as something small, but it's a huge trauma to this person, and, Mm. and it affects their health the same. So it doesn't matter whether it's this major thing or a small thing. Every person's different in how they handle emotion. And I think as believers, sometimes we get very caught up in, 
and I say this in a way and, and hear my heart on this, it's not that I'm not saying that the word of God and that Jesus can't fix everything, but I think sometimes we use that as a a crutch in that we just put a scripture on it and move forward and never allow ourselves to feel mm. or walk through it. Or um, I think God intends us to look at the issue, feel the issue, and then allow a person and the Lord to minister to us in the deepest places of our heart and then walk through that and heal from that. But I think if we go through life and we ignore the emotions and just say, you know, oh, trust in the Lord, and that becomes our pat thing, it becomes sort of a crutch and it becomes a way that we deal with emotion without really dealing with it. Yeah, I was going to say, what that makes me think of are the stuffers. Yes. The people who stuff it down. It doesn't matter why you stuff it down. Right. But they stuff it, stuff it, stuff it, stuff it, and then... Um, then you have digestive think, issues. Right, and then it makes me think of a can of um, biscuits. You yes. know, you, you touch it. So one thing might trigger them, and then it, it pops open and explodes, and you've got this major yes. situation to deal with. But I think if we just deal with learn to just what you said, feel it. And boy, I remember when Phoebe... Um, our daughter that we had for three years who was taken away from us suddenly. And I remember feeling it. I remember for three weeks crying and saying some choice words and drinking some drinks and some things that people might have judged me harshly for. I don't know, Chrissy. I felt it. I I was maybe when the best way to deal with it, I was praying in the midst of it, but boy, I just needed to feel that pain. And I did feel that pain for a few weeks before I could come out of that and still feel the pain to some degree. But, but I did walk through the pain of losing her. And, um, I think there was a time in my life where I wouldn't have done that. I had not been healthy emotionally or healthier at that point. I think I would have even stuffed that and still could be stuffing it and, one day for it to rear its ugly head. Right. And and I do see that in my practice, that people that are dealing with or haven't dealt with their issues do have health issues. For example, I'll just give you a couple examples of health issues that I see. People that stuff generally have digestive issues of some kind. Um, you know, the body is a good reflection of where we are emotionally. Now, not all illness comes as a result of emotion, but I will tell you that a lot of it does. A lot of what we do, because God does not, the Bible talks all the time about body, soul, and spirit. So our bodies really do affect us. They have, you know, their different organs are related to different ailments. And you know, um, digestive issues, what you think of digestive issues, they're not digesting their emotion. And so they, you know, just stuff it in there and it causes digestive issues. Um, thyroid, um, a lot of times is what I find is fear of taking a wrong turn or, um, a lot of, a lot of homeschool moms I find deal with adrenal, um, they're, they have adrenal fatigue. And, you know, a lot of things cause adrenal fatigue. But emotionally speaking, when you're in fight or flight most of your life, you have adrenal issues. Mm. And it creates an endocrine crisis. I see so many people that have issues like that where their their adrenals are tired. And so their thyroid is tired. And their hormones are tired. And it's just, you know, it all of our body affects. And there's... There's a couple of um, books that I like to recommend to the people that I see. 
And one of them is called Who Switched Off My Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf. And she just talks about, and she shows, um, she's a neuropsychologist. And she shows you pictures in there about the dendrites in the brain. And the dendrites, um, your body grows dendrites in the neurological system when you have positive emotions and good emotions and different things like that. When you have negative emotions or different things that you don't deal with, the dendrites break off. And they almost look like trees with branches on them. Mm. And when the branches are broken off, they've proven scientifically that it affects the memory and it affects the brain. When the brain is affected, the rest of the body is affected as well. So I really like that book because it just kind of talks about our toxic emotions and our toxic thoughts and what we can do with those. And then another book that I like is called um, A Better Way to Think. And it says on there, A Better Way to Think, Using Positive Thoughts to Change Your Life. And I think sometimes as believers, um, we are very threatened by the notion of quote-unquote positive thinking, and yet it is so scriptural. Positive thinking is so scriptural, and it's kind of that whole thing of... um, you know, the what God means for good, the enemy turns into something bad. I think we end up, you know, we don't, we need to eat the meat and spit out the bones. And positive thinking is a very scriptural principle. You know, and this book is great. It kind of teaches you how to get rid of stinking thinking. And it's hard. It is a hard book to get through. Yes, I, I've read half of it, I think. Mm-hmm. And the first half was amazing and I put it down. I need to finish it. So well, it, do, it, it does. So the book is the author of the book is H Norman Wright. And he also has written another book called making peace with your past. That's also a really good book. So those are some of the books. And then one of my favorites that you recommended to me and probably, Oh, changed, changed the whole direction of my future would be Brene Brown's The Gifts of Imperfection. Yes. I remember taking that book to the beach and I devoured it that week and have reread it since Mm -hmm. and have become a stalker of Brene Brown because of it and love her work. And that book just, the way we, I don't know about the people listening, but I know for me, I would focus on my imperfections and I would focus on my failures and that meant I was less than and and I think that really did help me doubt myself and not have that self-love but when you could recognize that you know what there are some beautiful things about you even your imperfect you is perfect right uh boy did it change me when she talks about your you know embracing your shame yes so that you can be vulnerable with other people and I think that as believers and especially as homeschool moms, we are afraid to be vulnerable. Well, because then that's taken off our mask. Yes. I mean, if we're vulnerable, then we are, uh, we're, we're letting the ugly show. And, and there's very few people, I don't know, there's very few people in my life who have shown me that they love me even when I show my yes. ugly. You've been one of those. But I, I can count probably on both my hands in my entire life, people that I feel have continued to love me in those ugly, raw, vulnerable moments that makes you fearful or makes someone like me fearful to say, wait a minute, I can't show them that. Right. I've only got to show them the pretty, the all put together Kathy. I can't show them the hot mess. Right. Loud mouth, silly girl that I am because, or, or the tender or the, or the scared. Right. Or the one who's been hurt in her past. You know, that's hard. I, I can see why people don't want right. to be vulnerable. It is hard. And I think that, um, it's one of those things I think that is the curse of the Christian faith to some degree is 
we, you know, I've heard people say that Christians are the only ones who shoot their wounded. And I think that oh. the enemy <laughs> has really used our pharisaical thinking to take hold of our, to take hold of the Christian community at large. And I think we have got to get beyond that. We have to get to the place where we have grown in our own self enough that we can love, we can be vulnerable enough so that we can show compassion on others and show compassion. You know, if you show compassion to yourself, you will show compassion compassion to others. And and you, Kathy, for me, are that same person. You know, you challenge me when I need to be challenged, which we all need someone in our life to speak into our life. But I know that that challenge is done in love. And it's not a matter of her feeling like, oh, she's better than me, that it's a matter of her loving me enough to help me to grow. And it's not a matter of her feeling that she's spiritually superior and that she needs to help me, you know, be better because she's better than me. It's a matter of her loving herself enough to love me and show compassion on me. And I think that we as a homeschool community at large don't do that well. We don't. Don't do that well. No. I, and I was guilty. Me I mean, too. I, I was the first who used it as a prideful moment. And, huh, I, you yeah. know, look, my kid did obey. I, I Right. You know, all I have to do is remember the time our first homeschool event, we went to a swimming party, and I told um, one of my children, I won't name him, that it was time to go. And he just said, in the middle of all these homeschool moms, well, that sucked. And I thought, oh, we're going to be kicked out. I immediately took it as a reflection right. on me. And so from then on, I made sure that we had everything together so that it looked, so I looked better. Right. But I think it's when we can go, you know, I don't have it together. So I don't expect you to have it together. Right. I don't expect my kids to have it together. That we can love each other, truly. I mean, I do think we are to encourage and challenge one another. My goodness, you've challenged me more than anybody in my life. But you love me deeper than probably most anyone I've ever met, right? At the same time, unconditional right. love. And that's what spurs on the ability to be vulnerable is when you know that. So well, I don't I know what's on the heart It's okay. Cycle, it's okay. I, I think when you have worked through your own stuff enough that you can look at somebody else and go, you know what? That's not where I'm going with this, but I'm okay that you're different from me. Right. Because I'm okay that God has made us different. And I'm not saying that you... You know, as your as your sister in the Lord, you just let them walk in sin. I'm certainly not saying that, but but I think that what is my motivation? You know, what is my motivation in ministering to you? Is it because I think I'm better, or is it because I love you enough to help right. you to grow? So right, and help going back to this emotional health. So are we telling people, hey, if you see your friend that's emotionally unhealthy, do you go confront them? Is that what you're saying? I. I think, um, you know, I think that it depends. I know there's very few people. This is where I've changed. I used to have a lot of people in my life that would give me opinions. And, and now it's changed. Um, I know early on in my marriage, we used to argue because I had too many friends. And I used to say, well, he didn't have enough. And now I have very few people that I put inside of my trust circle. Mm-hmm. And those people that are in my trust circle, have license to speak into my life. Right there with you. Yeah. It is amazing how when you go through hard times, um, that trust circle gets smaller. Yes. Or, you know, I guess you create the trust circle because the people who've been with me and earned that place Mm -hmm. 
There are very few of them. Right. Very and, few. and me too, as to where yeah. I think I put everybody in there before. Me too. Um, but probably kept them enough at a healthy distance and really was not that vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now the people that I put in my trust circle, I am able to be vulnerable with. Doesn't mean they always agree with me, but I know they love me regardless of whether they agree with me. So in order to be emotionally healthy, which is what we're encouraging, you know, or mostly take care of yourself, we would encourage them to be vulnerable yes. and to develop if they don't a trust circle. And my trust circle might be five people. What about right. yours? Yeah, probably five. Yeah. Three to five. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend, I mean, many more than that. I mean, I just think it needs to stay small so that right. you can be yourself and get to know them well and they get to know you well so that you can have that deep connection yes. with those friends. You don't need to, I mean, you can have acquaintances. I have thousands and thousands. Right. But that trust circle is very small for me these days. Yes. And I think it's setting up, setting up healthy boundaries is yes, a good thing. It it's is. healthy. It doesn't mean that you are not letting people into your world. It's just, it's okay to set up boundaries. Yeah. I mean, Jesus set up boundaries. He had 12 disciples and that's all he had and yeah. he was God. And he never, no one convinced him to have more. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So if someone is listening and they're like, okay, I, I'm overwhelmed. Right. I've got this issue that I haven't dealt with. I, oh my gosh, I'm a stuffer. Um, I have thyroid issues or I don't feel well. Where do they start? Well, I think I would find, look in your area and find a naturopathic doctor that treats the whole person. Um, now, you, you kind of have to be careful sometimes in that um, if, your the, if you don't feel your theology is strong enough to, because I will tell you there is a lot of new age thought in mm-hmm. some of that. Okay. And so be careful in that. But I do think that you need to find somebody, and there's a lot of them around the world that are great, that help you because you have to, you can't separate body, soul, and spirit. God made us whole. And you cannot separate it because it all goes together. It all affects. I mean, even in mainstream medical journals, they're talking about bitterness and resentment and stress causes heart issues. I mean, we've been saying it for years, and now in the in the medical profession they're saying the same thing pubmed you can look up on there how it is interesting it, lately i've heard how much um, the mainstream medical world ha- are starting to acknowledge um, the emotional yes. effects um, to the health yeah yes. i mean to the physical body yes. yeah yeah and you know you can even get with somebody that does bach flower remedies bach flowers is another good thing that helps with um, emotion um, and also treats the body for health. So that's a good thing. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There's, you know, just a, a lot of practitioners that are being trained now are trained in treating the whole person. So I would say that. And then really take a good hard look at some of your family of origin issues. Um, look at where your, you know, your marriage is even, I think. is I think it's easy to use your kids as a protective force to not work at your work on your own issues i definitely think you're right i see all the time uh, couples who just fall apart when you get to the root of it it's same thing they didn't put it first mm-hmm. um and it's not that we we're, it's not that our kids are a bad thing we love being moms right um but i know so many marriages have suffered because once the children come along the spouse is no longer the priority. Right. And it's not some big event that happened. It's day by day by day. Right. The little things went away and they didn't take care of it, which is, you know, 
which eventually is going to build up. So, okay. So to take care of yourself, you, we want you to look at your food. We want you to look at your emotional health. What about rest? What about supplements? What else would you say on this, on this episode? Um, I would say also, um, definitely, you know, get some, find somebody that knows what to give you for, um, supplementation. Don't just inadvertently just take 5 million supplements because what, is good for you might not be good for the next guy. Okay. Um, so you kind of need to target where your areas of weakness are. Um, you know, sleep is super important. I would say, you know, really make sure you're getting enough sleep. I, I am so guilty of not getting enough sleep because I feel like I'm busy and we're all busy and it really, but it really needs to be a priority. It absolutely needs to be a priority. Rest is critical for the body to heal. So, um, you know, that's super important. I was thinking of something else and I, um, you know, another thing that I think is really important is enzymes. You know, Digestive I, yes. enzymes? What I tell people all the time is that say, I can't really afford to do a whole lot of anything. Okay. So what would you recommend? Well, m- my philosophy is that, you know, people will say you are what you eat. I think you are what you absorb. And so if you are not absorbing your foods, then you are, you can eat the best foods in the world and not and not get nourished because okay. your body is not breaking down. So I'd say if you can't do anything else, have a good probiotic, do good enzymes. And I think that that's, if you can't do anything else, that's what I would say would be a good place to start. Well, I'm going to put your contact info on the okay. show notes because my guess is you're going to have a lot of women want to chat with you and text you. And can they, they can even see you even if they live somewhere else, right? Can't yes. you mm-hmm. I still can, take care of them? Yeah, I can check their saliva and their hair and um, put it into my scanner and we can go from there. We can talk about different things. Even um, though she could have told you what was exactly wrong with you probably before all that <laughs> stuff, just because she has such insight from the Lord. I'm telling you, it's like nothing I've ever seen this woman. Um, let me just be her commercial. And we did not do this to be a commercial, but I, I, I have to tell you, I've never in my life met someone who understood the body like this lady. She remembers everything. She can spout off more facts about something than anyone I know regarding medicine. Um, It it has to be a gift from the Lord because she has helped so many people. And she gets it in a way that I just don't even understand. And, And I always walk in and she tells me exactly what's wrong before she tests me. And then she'll test me. And, you know, of course, it's exactly what she thought. So anyway, definitely look at the show notes. Our goal in this is just to say, you know what? We've been there. Christy and I both have been women who our heart was to do the right thing, to raise these children, but we got caught up in the legalism. We got caught up in the perfectionist. We got caught up in how it looked. And we got caught up in losing ourselves in the midst of it all. And here we are a little bit older, or maybe a lot older, Mm -hmm. wiser. And we just want maybe to help you not experience some of that, to give yourself grace, to give your kids grace, to focus on yourself, take, take time for yourself, look in the mirror and then look at that person next to you. If you are married, then look at that spouse and remember what you fell in love with and make sure that is being nurtured. Um, Take time to focus on maybe some of the past 
Is there anything in your past that could be harming your future? Is there anything you need to address? Is there anything you need to feel and work through? Go buy a journal. If you don't, grab yes. a notebook at the store. Write it down. And I would also say affirm yourself. Start seeing beautiful things about yourself because there is beauty in every person I've ever met. There is something beautiful about them. So start recognizing those things. Christy, any final thoughts you want to say as we yeah, close out this one? I think that, you know, if I could say one thing, because um, my oldest always says to me, Mommy, I love our family so much better than I used to, and I love Jesus so much better. And mm. I think that if we love Jesus we and love ourselves, we can love others amazingly and show the love of Jesus. And I tell you, uh, you, you know that that's my heart as well, that... When I, when I read scripture and I look at Jesus as the model, that's what he did, Christy. Mm-hmm. He loved. He led with love. Yeah. And he led with love for people right where they were. It yep. wasn't, I'll love you if, I'll love you when. It was, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I pray that we do that. And I pray I it starts with ourselves. And we love ourselves. That's going to be outpoured onto others. Yeah. So that's our goal. Yeah. I love you. I love, I love you. you. Okay. I hope you love this episode. We will chat you. I'm going to have Christy back. I'm sure you guys are going to be writing me, telling me, have her back. Thanks so much for listening to The Real Kathy Lee. Did you know that I love speaking in front of a group of people? I bet you gathered that by now. If you are looking for a speaker for your women's retreat, your homeschooling event, or an education conference, check out my site, kathyhlee.com. I would love to join you and share my wisdom, maybe some humor, and encourage the people who attend. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.